Stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 14. I am Tawny Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk uh, the junk. The junk. Some junk. Plenty of junk. Plenty Whatever of junk, junk comes up. Mm-hmm. My junk. Mm-hmm. This this case, <laughs> your junk. Yes. Uh, way to jump right in. Uh, we're, we're excited to have a guest today. It's our first guest. I know. I'm so excited. I couldn't sleep last night. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. So you must be tired. Mm-mm. No. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, you're just... When we're, know, we're done. When we're done. When we're done. Yes. Uh, we, we do have our first guest on the show. Um, as you might all remember, uh, first of all, well, actually, before I get there, thank you for joining us for another episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Um, and if, if for those of you who are listening on 106.9 Warm this uh, this morning, good morning. Thanks for joining us. And if you're listening on our podcast platform, whatever time of day it happens to be, I hope it's enjoyable for you. Uh, and be sure to check out the video feed of the show on our YouTube channel, Breaking Up With Our BS. Spell out the word and you'll find us. You can also join our Facebook group of the same name to get material, comments from us, written pieces uh, in between episodes. Uh, now, that that's covered. <sighs> now you feel better. It's tough to keep that checklist in my <laughs> I, brain every week. No, I get it. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, we started a couple weeks ago talking about parenting. Kind mm-hmm. of this organic part of the conversation kind of came up around parenting, and we continued with it last week. And we finished last week with a call to action. We wanted to talk to parents, and lo and behold, we have a parent. Here I am. Here you are. <laughs> We'd like to welcome Emily here. Hi, Emily. Thank Hi. you for being here. Hi, Thanks Emily. Thanks for having me. So uh, glad you're here. You're welcome. You. Um, and uh, Emily has listened to the show and uh, reached out after our call and said, uh, I'm a parent of a two-year-old, I understand. Yes, my son is two. Two. So, terrible twos. So you don't sleep much. <laughs> no. I get <laughs> probably like five hours of sleep a night. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I haven't slept eight hours straight mm-hmm. in two and a half years. Man. I mm. miss it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So anyway, uh, Emily, whatever we were talking about, a lot of the stuff we talked about has resonated with you, it sounds mm-hmm. like, and wanted to come on and talk a little bit about the various BS stories involved in being a new mom, yes. being a mom, that type of thing. So thank you for being here. You get you get to go home with a mug, uh, which is <laughs> fabulous. Um, so, so you have a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. You're new to this game. A little bit, yeah. New to this whole thing. So when we talk about BS stories and you compare it to, you know, you're hearing about parenting, mm-hmm. what, what came up for you? What are the things that have come up for you that might be BS stories for you about being a parent? There's been a lot. Okay. I think being a new mom, there is a lot of comparison. And that's just a natural thing that happens is comparison. Comparison to people on social media, comparison to how your mom may have done it, comparison to your peers. Um, there's just so much comparison when being a new mom because you're. this is new for you, right? Like this is a whole new game. You've never done this before. So that's that's one thing that really resonated with me was the comparison piece of okay. parenting. In general, there's a lot of advice that comes from places, isn't there, Tony? Yeah, well, yeah, there's so much information out there. People Mm -hmm. have done it before, they want to share. Of course, new moms want to be good moms. And so there's lots out there to learn and glean, and it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) That was, was it the same? I mean, Tony, Tony, you're you're a 
you're a mother as well. Your kids are, are long grown. Mm-hmm. Was it the same for you, even though there was not social media and all that? I mean, did you? Well, certainly not being able to see what every other new mom was doing at any given moment <laughs> on some kind of platform <laughs> helps, helps, right? Yeah. So you you could just be in your space with your baby and certainly, you, yes, you would get information from your own mom or the neighbor or, but, mm-hmm. but we didn't have as much coming at us. So yeah, that, that piece is, is pretty pretty exhausting, I would imagine. And, and just the, the energy around comparing yeah. is is not a, a, a nice flow or a pleasant sort of experience. It's not. And it kind of brings you away from being present with your child and mm-hmm. building that connection with them. Because when you're a new mom, that's what you're supposed to be doing, right? You grew yes. this child for nine months inside of your body. And now mm-hmm. you have to connect with them as mm-hmm. a human being and as a soul. Mm-hmm. Yes. And comparing takes mm-hmm. that away. Mm-hmm. So I have a question on the stories, yeah. the comparison stories. I would think that in most of the comparison stories, you, when you're telling yourself those stories, mm-hmm. you're coming out on the low side. You're not comparing yourself and going, oh, I got this nailed better, more though so than this person. Right. It's almost always being tough on yourself. Is that how it's been? Yeah. A lot okay. of it is, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm a bad mom because I did this instead of this. I should have done this and that's where the bull shoulds come in and that's Uh, when i first listened to this podcast that's one thing that i was like wow i do that a lot (laughs) that's a bull should or that's a bs right Uh and so yeah that plays a huge piece in it and i usually always come out the the negative side which is unfortunate Uh, are a lot of the bull shoulds around i shouldn't have reacted that way yeah okay yeah and I think as parents, um, speaking for myself as a new mom, well, new-ish mom, reaction is normal. Mm-hmm. It's a normal emotion. Um, well, you're, you're still a human being I'm, even though you're a mom. I, I'm a human being, right. Right, even <laughs> right. though you're a mom. <laughs> yeah. Like like ma, like the status of mom puts us in this different kind of category right. that we, now we have to be harsher on ourselves mm-hmm. or you more. Have to, you have to be superhuman, right. it seems yeah. like. right. Well, I mean, and we already are because we brought a human into the world. Which so. is which is the truth, <laughs> frankly. From speaking from the male perspective, that just yes. I try not to complain about too many things, particularly after I think of the mm-hmm. people I know who've mm-hmm. given birth. It's like okay, anyway. yeah, Emily. I'm so curious. Like when you first became a mom, mm-hmm. like hours of being a mom or days into being a mom. What do you remember about that? The first word that comes to me is pain. It was very painful. Um, And no one ever really warns you about what they call the fourth trimester, right? It is so painful and emotionally and physically because you just went through this traumatic experience of bringing a child into this world. Mm -hmm. And now here you are with this other human that you're just responsible for. Like they, the hospital hands you the baby and they're like, okay, bye. Right. And I'm like, what what do I do with it? (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Right. So... Yeah, and what did you, what did you do? I don't, it was kind of instinct. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. I just, Mm. it was instinct. Like, I just, Mm. I I just knew what to do. And my son had some health issues at first. Um, He wasn't latching on. And so there was a lot of, you know, fear with that. Because I was like, oh my gosh, he's not eating. Like, should I be doing something different? And that, oh, bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I caught myself. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Awareness is half the, mm-hmm. half the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yes, sort of making a problem out of, even in those beginning moments, Mm -hmm. of this isn't working the way that either I've been told it's supposed to, or the books have told me, or the nurse told me, or what, then that being a problem. But you instinctively knew what to do. What to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the body. It is. Yeah. Our our bodies as women naturally know how to be moms, right? Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't say for everyone, but. Well, it's, it's in our DNA. <laughs> we're wired to be able to do this. Yeah. And then we do this. And then sometimes, oftentimes, we get caught up in a thinking space that's mm-hmm. telling us all the things that we should and better and good right. enough and perfect and all of the things that is that, that we're supposed to do to get through this time of being a mom. Mm-hmm. And none of it necessarily is specific to... Connect with your baby or just be here now with yeah. your baby. Yeah. It's always about the shoulds. Make sure you, you do this or you should do this or you should not do that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So we go from a body instinct space yes. it just takes into a head space. Right back mm-hmm. into head. Right. Yeah. And that's where the concerns and the stories come. Yes. Right. Well, because if this doesn't happen mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not latching on. Mm-hmm. That means this. So did you catastrophize a lot? Like. If he's not going to eat, he's oh, going to yeah. get sick. He's mm-hmm. going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There there was a lot when he was first born. I had postpartum anxiety. Mm. And so I think it kind of stemmed from him not latching on to where my mind kind of just spiraled. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I was thinking of, oh, I should be doing this different. I should be doing this different. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, I am causing this. Something was wrong with this. And. I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And I I got to a point where I would take his temperature every hour until he was almost a year old because I was just so afraid of something happening to him. Mm -hmm. So afraid. And being a new mom, there's no, there's, there's no textbook on how to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Is there, and this question maybe for both of you, is there a strong feeling when those things are coming up that Everybody else knows how to do this motherhood thing but me. This is like the thing my body's designed to do is to give birth and I'm designed to nurture a child. And if you have struggles like that, do you feel like you're not good at it? Is that a story that yeah. comes up? Like you're failing as a woman? For me, at least, yeah. Yeah, okay. not, not so much for me. I mean, I got to I gotta really think a lot of years back, right? <laughs> so, but also I wasn't inundated. You can do it. <laughs> you know. can do it. <laughs> um, my memory skills. Um, I, I wasn't inundated. With all the things, I wasn't on information overload at all. So there were moments of quiet. Did I know that I wasn't getting enough sleep? Did I know that I was like um, not sure what was happening sometimes? (laughs) Um, Yes, because I think that's something that wherever you become a mom and whenever you become a mom, it's not seamless if Mm -hmm. there's social media or not social media. But I think now that we can be on information overload and say, oh, let me Google that. If Ooh. this is happening, let me Google that. That's catastrophic. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I you don't Google, Google anything. Right. Exactly. No. Exactly. And it doesn't help that people call that research. Right. Oh, yeah. Re- no, you going on Google is not research. No. That's no. looking things up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And that's, yes. That's, that's why they tell you not to go on, you know, medical sites and try and diagnose yourself. <laughs> yes. With yes. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just getting information for the sake of information, that Man. is probably going to increase our anxiety Mm -hmm. (laughs) the stories maybe it's this Mm -hmm. and then 
the, does this happen to you, Emily, where like if you're getting all that information on what this might be, you have to plan out like three or four response scenarios for each one? Yeah. Man. Well, what I would do is I would schedule a doctor's appointment and I would bring my notes. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, he's doing this and Google told me this. So what does this mean? <laughs> How was, what was your doctor's reaction? Well, it was it was his pediatrician and she'd be like, oh, well, it's just this. Yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's good. Is he breathing? Well, yes. Is he and, sleeping? Yes. And babies are resilient. Yes. They are. Also, they are. right? They are. When we're connected with our babies as moms, like we're feeding off of each other, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that is that that's an that's an important part. If we're just stuck in trying to get more information, either about ourselves or our baby, mm-hmm. we're going to create more anxiety. Right. Just tune into baby. Be present. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about on this show before that in in a very different context that nothing can get you present, like hanging out with a baby. It is a great opportunity for presence, being with the baby, because they have no other way to be. Like zero. They just lay there. They, they're just present. They're just they there in their they're bodies. They're just there. Yeah, they are present. They, they can't be, they, they don't think themselves into distress like yeah. we do. That's right? true. And when you watch a baby uh, breathe, babies naturally breathe with their whole, their full trunk. Like oh, they, they, they breathe with their belly and their lungs mm-hmm. through the back. Like they, they take full breaths, yeah. which really good sign of health. We don't do this anymore unless we're presencing, practicing, mm-hmm. yeah, practicing, we're practicing. Right. right? And so even breathing with our baby. That's smart. That's interesting. That's smart. Does it work on toddlers? Because <laughs> sometimes I need to breathe in his presence. <laughs> yes. What kind of games can we create with that? Right. Right. Toddlers well, it'd be interesting when he's sleeping. You'd probably you'll probably notice next yeah. time he's sleeping yeah. if he's still breathing with his whole body. Yeah. Yeah. So because that that is that is their natural way of getting well, sleep, right, and relaxing and getting mm-hmm. present. And it was yours one day, and it was mine one day. Yeah. Right. Because we were all babies one day. Mm-hmm. We used to be able to do all of this. Naturally, our body just wants to. Mm-hmm. So not only is it part of our wiring to give birth, it's also part of our wiring to be present as babies. Right. <laughs> and so does we... that mean I can lay around and do nothing all day? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't make up a story about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's interesting because then what it, what it suggests strongly, obviously, is that as we start telling ourselves stories from a mind space, as we get older and get information overload, whether it's about parenting or not, mm-hmm. we get out of that. Mm-hmm. We lose track. Yes. Or in the case of me, I never knew this was a thing, mm-hmm. getting into my body and the, the central nervous system. and the, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's there. That's, the, that's the thing I keep coming back to is like, oh, there's plenty of examples of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We could learn so much from babies. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to Emily, mm-hmm. when you first had your son, support. What were your stories around support for the first week I had some support um and then after that people had to go back to work and go back to school Mm -hmm. and you know continue on with their lives and Mm -hmm. then I was just there with the child yeah yeah. (laughs) and I I spent a lot of time on FaceTime um with my sister Mm -hmm. who had just had a son um a couple months prior and so I think a lot of it was kind of winging it yeah having to figure things out, um, mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions to the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and really just learning how to be this whole new person mm-hmm. with in, who's responsible for this other person. Mm-hmm. Like I made my own person. How crazy is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so now I, I just kind of have to, you know, I went with my instinct and it mm-hmm. was really difficult. Um, my postpartum period because I was kind of figuring things out on my own. Um, and there was a lot of emotional issues with that, so to speak. Um, like I had postpartum anxiety and so Mm -hmm. my mind was just running 24 seven and I feel like it kind of made me not be as present with my son when Mm -hmm. he was that age. Cause now I look back at it and I look at all the photos and the videos that I have and I kind of okay, this is a bullshit story, but <laughs> I kind of say I, I should have been more present. I should have been doing this differently Good catch. with him. You know? mm-hmm. Good catch. Mm-hmm. I was coming out of my mouth and I was like, oh. That's, that's <laughs> part of the point. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. We can all, we all have those and they pop up at different times. It's mm-hmm. the noticing. And then what do we want to do with them? Right. Yeah. We, they're going to happen. The bullshits or the other sorts of stories. And we have choice. We can continue on track with them and add to them and color them and make them more whatever. Or we can decide whether or not we even want to continue with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the the stories aren't going to go away. No. 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 The, 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 it seems what happens is, is that part of the process is just catching them sooner and sooner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then knowing what to do, which really isn't needing to do anything other than recognize that they're there breathing Mm-hmm. Getting that belly space, yeah. doing the little kid sleep, breathing, you know, <laughs> seems like. Yeah, the little kid sleep. It's yeah. so great. It's quite an image. It, I know. I used, to, I used to tell people this in my yoga classes that I would teach a while back. I don't do that anymore. But you could, it, it looks like a wave. Mm. Looks okay. like a wave. Mm-hmm. I can kind of picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So babies know how to do things. Yeah, so we can learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if you're connecting, if you're present and you can notice that, mm-hmm. that connectivity is going to, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's going to help. So now you're in a different storyland. <laughs> no longer in the baby, newborn. I am in the terrible twos, which is a story in itself. It is. <laughs> it uh, is. Wow. Do you ever feel set up like by her with that? Like you said, a little that? bit. It totally <laughs> happens every week in here. <laughs> Every week, I feel like something got somebody got set up. I'm glad She's it's actually you this time. It's not me. Anyway, you're welcome. Hey, thank you. So terrible twos, yeah, story. Yeah, terrible twos. Yeah. What What are all the things you're noticing about the stories of terrible twos? The terrible twos. There is a lot of crying and screaming and emotions, and something that I'm realizing is he's just he's noticing his emotions. He's noticing that. I didn't let him take the fire truck ornament off the Christmas tree so he could break it. Makes him angry. <laughs> uh, and, and he likes expressing it. Yes, he likes expressing it, but he doesn't know how to manage his emotions. And sure. me as his parent, that's my job. That's Well, that's part of my job is to help him, right? And to get him to realize your emotions. And I can see Tawny thinking over there. Watch out. Comes. I'm scared. No. Comes. Don't be scared. No, so many things to wonder about. I'm just yeah. always wondering. I'm just always wondering yeah. about that. And just thinking about your job and, mm-hmm. and, and teaching him a particular thing, thing yeah. at this point in his life. 
um, and, I don't know. And like the word realizing. Right. He's not, because realize is a headspace, isn't yes. it? Yes. And is he it? doesn't have that headspace. Yes. Yeah. Re- realize would be more of a thinking space sort of construct. Yeah. Oh. Because he's driven by emotion. Yeah. Right. It's, mm. you know, that that part of his brain is the, is the part that's the most developed is the emotional connection. Right. So it makes sense to me that he would be recognizing it in his twos, angry, anger, that type yeah. of thing. He's going to pick up on that in you. Yeah. But realizing when, when I realize something, that's an understanding from a part of the brain that hasn't developed for him yet. Mm-hmm. So he can't realize it no matter how well you explain it to him. Right. But it seems, so in that case, I mean, but you know, the, the flip side isn't just letting him right. run amok. So Tawny, I'm looking at you. Right. What? Like, like safety. Right. Because part, part of it probably that you're mm-hmm. a little nervous about is like, if he got really upset and pulled the tree down, like that could be a safety issue. Maybe. Right. Sure. Right. So, so helping him to sort of, get into the safety system of the body mm-hmm. and and that doesn't happen from a thinking space it happens from a body space that yeah. softening space mm-hmm. we parents like to talk to our kids two years three years four years as they're well they're they're very smart they, they understand when i tell them that this thing is not going to be okay <laughs> to do this thing they understand <laughs> i can tell in their eyes that they understand and they get that but they don't have a memory Right. Right. So the next time they're not going to remember, oh, yeah, two weeks ago when I was losing my self, <laughs> my should. mom, mom said, mom said, not so this. then I should, you know, manage. Right. Through, right. So they won't be able to collect that in that particular moment two weeks later because of what happened right here, yeah. right now. So let me ask you this, Tawny. Mm -hmm. How would you suggest someone in my position to calm him? Because that part of his brain is not developed, so he can't understand what I'm telling him, right? I mean, he can to some extent, but how would you... He understands the words, but processing that into action for him is not Exactly. So how would you suggest bringing him back into a present state Mm -hmm. as a two-year-old? That's a great Mm -hmm. question. Yes, yes. And of course, we know from our last episode that every... Child is a little different. Every child is right? different. So yes. not going to make a sweeping assumption that just do this and it's going to work every time mm-hmm. because that's not true. Shoot. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> I was but... hoping that'd be easy. <laughs> anyway, that always makes us feel really good if we can just you know count on that. But so sometimes less words. Okay. We don't have to explain all the things. That's there true. might be just some keywords. It's okay. There might be some keywords mm-hmm. with some physical touch. Okay. With some distraction. Yeah. And 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 so that our you know, when we're using a lot of words, sometimes we're our energy increases. Yeah. yeah. Right. We get a little revved up when we're using a lot so of we're words. We're trying to over explain something. Right. So picking up a, a few different words that would mean maybe the equivalent of sort of like soften. Soften might not do it, but maybe we've Oh got, for him. Yeah, for him. For him. So maybe he's got a particular soother that he uses regularly anyway. Like like a blanket or a, a, a mm. smushy toy or mm-hmm. something like that that's already a soother. So you're bringing that soother into play during mm-hmm. these moments that's with, smart. with some physical touch. And you're mm-hmm. really sort of down-regulating okay. the experience right there in that moment. We don't have to explain when he gets a little older. Then, then more of the okay. explaining will be then, more helpful. Okay. Okay. That's just a thought. Does, does it then need to be she has she probably needs to start? 
making sure she's softening as well? Right. Of course. Starting there. Yes. You're okay. softening that practice that you do is going to be really important so that when you're needing this at any given moment, you're already primed to be able to soften mm-hmm. first because that energy exchange is, yeah. there's no way to fight that. Right. And fighting that with words or faking it with words like we tend That's to do with each other as heads, adults, headspace. Catching on. See? <laughs> it's like a yes. light bulb went on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he will, because he is emotional energy driven mm-hmm. in his brain, he's going to pick up on that shift in you. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like we do with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in conversations, like if you in conversations we have as adults, if you get present and soften, other people respond to that. Mm-hmm. It might take a little bit longer for some others. Right. But it does happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's an interesting thing. But, man, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk. Nobody talks about that when it comes to little kids. Yeah. That whole thing about softening and helping, you know, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. always about rationalizing it out or getting getting that going. I've seen it. I see it in restaurants all the time. People trying to yes. rationalize something with yes. their kid. I'm like, that kid cannot take in what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But yes. I hadn't really thought about combining needing to soften ourselves and then something that to him would be the equivalent of softening, right. whether a word or a... Right. Because all of item. that stuff for him, if you're not soft or if you're... He's not going to be receptive. No, yeah. it won't be meaningful. Right. Right. You, if... You know, I I heard you say something about having the responsibility earlier. Right now, if you want to have responsibility, if that's a word that you want to go with for yourself, (laughs) which is totally fine, no judgment at all, um, maybe it's just the responsibility to soften and be soft with him. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then see what happens. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and it's a pr- I got to step in because we're running out of time, believe it or not. We're actually Already? We are. And wow. so I'm wondering, Emily, yeah. uh, there's more to talk about. Would you be willing to come back next week? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you come back. Would you, you good with that? Yeah, that'd be Connie? great. Yeah, Yay. if you could come on next week because there's more here because this whole thing, all of a sudden, I feel like just mm-hmm. things opened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I want to take advantage of that. So yeah. uh, thank you, first of all, Emily, for being here. We look forward to having you next week. Um, thank you for all to all of you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. Uh, we will be back in a week with another episode. Um, any homework for everybody between now and then? Like I always say, notice, 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 and soften. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I am JDK Winnikin. I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks for joining us for Breaking Up with RBS. We will see you next time. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that, Janio?